You're listening to TNM Coaching Unplugged. TNM Unplugged features the diverse perspectives of a thriving global community of coaches, leaders, and experts. And it's all for you. Welcome to the program, Jean-Francois. Please introduce yourself. Thank you, Marilyn. Uh, I'm an executive coach and a master certified coach with the International Coach Federation. I've had the privilege to serve over 800 clients, executives mostly, from over 50 nationalities. And I just love my job. Beautiful. And what topic have you chosen today? I have chosen how to find the courage to challenge a client as a coach and how to give feedback for improvement to our client as a coach. Beautiful. And Jean-Francois, why did you choose that topic? Well, because I remembered that uh, 13 years ago, when I had just graduated from coaching school, well, then my challenge as a very young coach was challenging my clients. Uh, I was afraid to give them feedback that could uh, make them uh, upset or even stretch them if their ideas were not as bold as I would think they could be. I was afraid, Marilyn. Of course, looking back, it's easy to understand why three core fears of all human beings are not be loved, not be respected, and not belong. And for a young, very insecure coach, it's really frightening uh, to think that perhaps a client we have would believe we are a bad person, uh, so mm. then would be not loved, right? Uh, and uh, perhaps that uh, the client would think we're not a good professional, then we would not be respected. And, to, and of course, we can be afraid to just be plain rejected by the client, right? Just uh, be told to stop working for them, right? So mm -hmm. powerful fears here. And when you start your career as a coach, you feel so fragile and, and you are so eager that your clients uh, are happy with you and tell good things about you so you can get more business. Uh, so the easy way, Marilyn, is just to be nice to them. Mm -hmm. And Jean-Francois, isn't that a good thing? Well, being nice is a good thing, but there are many ways, and some are better than others, right? Uh, we have to be careful that there is a way to be nice that is actually very selfish, sir. To just illustrate that, I'd, I'd like to say that our job primarily as coaches is not to be nice, right? We don't need to be paid for that. may not be great value in that. We are paid to help our people grow. So we paid to stretch them outside of their comfort zone, outside of their comfort zone, like 
our friend Marcel Reynolds like to uh, talk about. Uh, it's really important that at, as coaches, we integrate that very strong belief that we have to stretch our clients. We pay to grow them. And I'd love to convince our listener by telling three things about this important necessity for us to stretch our client. And the first one is kind of ask you, the listener, who was your best boss ever? Now that you think about that person, why did you choose that person as your best boss ever? What did he or she do for you? Well, you know, I've asked that question in so many workshops uh, around the world, and the answer in the end was always, my best boss ever was the one who grew me, helped me grow the most. It was never the boss that gave me the biggest bonus or the boss that was telling me every day I was so smart or just kept flattering me. Never. It was always the best boss I ever had was the one who grew me the most. And that's very natural because by growing someone, we help that person access to a better future. And that's what we have to do as coaches. Now, the second way to convince you, the listener, about the importance of stretching our client is to just ask you, if you have a personal trainer, you know, you go to the gym, you exercise, and you hire someone to be with you, to guide you through the exercise, so will you pay that person to just agree with you when you're tired uh, and tell you, okay, if you're tired, then let's stop exercising? Or will you pay that person to push you to do two more abs or two more push-ups uh, with pain? So you can get stronger. Now, which coach do you want to be? The one who avoids the pain or the ones who push a bit, just a bit, so the client gets stronger? Yeah? And then finally, the third uh, way I'd love to anchor that belief in you, the listener, that it's so important that you stretch your client is uh, to think about what type of doctor you prefer to meet uh, when you want to get better health. Say you feel really bad and you're worried about it because it's special, it's different, it's, you've not felt bad like that before. Now you go and meet a first doctor and the doctor tells you, ah, don't worry, everything's going to be okay, just relax and, and wait. Now, you go to see another doctor, and that doctor tells you, wow, you have so many problems. It's, it's so bad. Your situation is so serious. Your condition is so terrible that I can't do much. Um, and then you go to see a third doctor, and that third doctor tells you, well, your disease is da-da-da. And this is what I propose to treat first. Uh, now, which doctor would you go and see again? I guess you'd see the third one that was honest enough to tell you uh, what illness uh, you were suffering and what he or she could do about it. Yeah? So we need to be that coach and respect enough our clients to tell them feedback that 
will help them grow. Yeah. And remember, Ken Blanchard uh, said feedback is the breakfast of champions and our clients are going to become champions. So that's really important. To find the courage to challenge a client and to be able to give feedback to our clients, just remember those three stories uh, to solidify your belief that you will do good for them when you will help them grow. And that includes giving feedback for improvement. Uh, Thank you, Jean-Francois. And would you have a story to share about how to find the courage to challenge a client and how to give that feedback for improvement? Um, yeah, Marion, let me think. What's coming to my mind is when I was a very, very young coach uh, and I had that client who was kind of of a big guy in a bank, and he was the head of that huge department with about 300 people who we were giving cold calls to clients to try and motivate those people to take a loan. And so there was this big room with lots of uh, digital indicators on the walls, and it was a very stressful environment. And I had been invited to coach this remarkable gentleman because the level of engagement, the morale, the happiness of people around him were low at that time. Um, and so one of the things I did early in the coaching engagement was to attend a meeting between him and his subordinates. Um, and you have to know that that happened in the country where subordinates are very respectful of the boss. There is this seniority context, you know, that the boss is always right and uh, you should not disagree with the boss. It's better to keep your ideas for yourself if the boss is not going to like them. So I expected at that stage that people would behave very obediently to the boss and that there would not be many ideas coming from subordinates, right? However, what I saw was way worse. Each time my client spoke and then asked his people, what do you think? Every one of his subordinates, you know, looked down and avoided eye contact with the client. So there was silence for a few seconds, nobody dared to look at him in the eyes. And the meeting went on and on, and of course, no idea was uh, offered by subordinates. It was just one-way communication. So at the end of the meeting, after the subordinates had gone back to their workstation, the client asked me, okay, so Jean-Francois, what do you think? And so I summoned my courage, uh, and uh, I dared to tell him, you know, can I give you honest feedback here? And he said, yes, yeah, sure, please. Um, and then I said, I think you're not going to like it. It might hurt you. you. You still want it? Then he told me, yeah, please shoot. Then, well, I honored his bravery. Of course, that was the least I could do. And I told him, you know, 
what I have observed is when you ask ideas from your subordinates um, or even just a simple response uh, to uh, your questions, uh, their body language is like they avoid to look at you and they don't answer. And to me, as an external observer, and I can be totally wrong, and you're going to correct me if I am wrong, right? Yes, he said. Then to me, it looks like they are afraid of you. They, something like they don't like you. And then uh, he took a big sigh, you know, like, <sighs> and then there was this big, beautiful smile on his face and he started shining, you know, his face was so relaxed and he came closer to me and he told me, thank you so much. Thank you so much for telling me that because you see, I can trust you. And you make me realize that it's true. What my boss told me, what my wife told me, what I had kind of sensed. Uh, but now you telling me, this is to me, right? You, my coach, you have no other agenda than my success. Uh, I know I can trust you fully. We are in a confidential agreement uh, uh, that you, you tell this to me. It's very liberating. And that was a tipping point. From that onwards, the client wholeheartedly worked on developing a real relationship with uh, his people. And then shortly thereafter, the energy and the happiness of people in uh, the big room around his office started to uh, increase. And eventually the business results uh, improved a lot. Uh, so from that moment where, for the first time in my short career as a young coach, uh, I took the courage to offer feedback that honored uh, my client as adult enough and brave enough to take it. Uh, uh, so uh, I got confirmation that, yeah, that's the job. That's what we have to do. That's the real way to love our clients. It's tough love. But it's real. It helps them grow. Mm. That is very inspiring and encouraging, Jean-Francois. So what would you recommend that coaches do to find the courage within themselves to challenge a client and to give feedback for improvement? Thanks for the question, Marilyn. What I'd like to suggest first is that when you meet your client for the first time explain that coaching is all about helping them grow and that grow does not happen in the comfort zone. Grow happens in discomfort just at, like at the gym and therefore part of your job as their coach will be to stretch them and to give them feedback you observe. And some of it will be right and some of it will be wrong and you apologize in advance for all the times you will be wrong. And some of the feedback they will enjoy and some of the feedback they will really dislike. And would that be okay for them that you do that part of the job and to which extent and then have a discussion about it 
And you will find like almost all your clients will tell you, yeah, well, please kick my bottom, you know, if, uh, if you have to, because I want to get better. And then, of course, when comes the time to give feedback, uh, you can do it so easily, right? You can just remind them, ah, you remember, client, I told you at the beginning, sometimes I, I would give you feedback, it would be right or wrong, it would be nice or not so nice uh, for you to, uh, to take. And today, it's a case where I, I, I'm going to tell you something right or wrong, but I think you're not going to like it. Uh, so it's still okay for me to tell this to you, client? Then, of course, uh, they will tell you, yeah, please shoot. And, and then you shoot and then they will tell you if it's right or if it's wrong, uh, but they will accept it, right? And so it makes your job so easy, yeah? And then perhaps uh, like also to give a few examples of words that uh, you can use uh, to give feedback. It always has to be with permission when it's feedback for improvement, right? So you may like to use words such as um, I would like to ask your permission to provide you with my candid feedback about one action you took yesterday, for example. Uh, and I believe my feedback will help you to gain awareness and grow. However, it might not please you in the moment. Would you like to get that feedback now? All right to recommend to you, listener, a very good book I read from a lady called Susan Scott. And the title of the book is Fierce Conversations. Fierce Conversations. And it offers really a practical way to give feedback on sensitive issues in just 60 seconds. Uh, and perhaps you can browse on the internet and uh, look for a summary of the book first and then perhaps purchase the book as well, yeah? And in essence, uh, Susan Scott is recommending that when we give someone feedback for improvement that may be very hard to hear, we don't beat around the bush, we just name the issue. And then we illustrate that issue with one or two specific examples and we describe our emotions about this issue. We clarify what is at stake. What could be the consequences if the situation would go on? And then a few more steps. But those four initial steps are really helpful. And just to give you a very practical example, a guy called Sam in the book who was a bully with people right? Like being very, very tough with people around him and not respectful. The example in the book of giving that feedback was like this. Sam, I want to talk with you about the effect of your leadership style on your people. I learned that when your subordinate John asked you questions, you told John that you did not have time for private tutoring sessions. I also learned that during a meeting with your team yesterday, you got angry, told them they were not a good team, and left the meeting. I am deeply concerned and afraid of the consequences. One employee wants to leave the company rather than work with you, etc. 
and I want uh, to resolve this issue with you, Sam, about the effect of your leadership style on the team, and I want to know how I can help. Yeah, so I thought, uh, and I hope uh, this concrete example could give you some ammunition to offer direct feedback for improvement to your coaches. And I would also recommend that you read the ICF core competency of direct communication where the International Coach Federation gives you uh, some guidelines about how we can communicate directly with our clients. Wonderful. Thank you. And Jean-Francois, are these types of approach and delivery suitable in an Asian context where it's important to be polite and give face to people? I would say a very clear yes, Marilyn. I've been based in Asia for more than 21 years. I've worked all over from Korea down to Indonesia, a lot of time in China and all other countries, really. And yes, I think it's absolutely effective because it stems from a true love and respect for the client and it stems from real professionalism, real brave, honest will to help our clients grow. You know, uh, it's about giving something that helps the client grow. And there is this Chinese proverb that says, kindness in words creates confidence. Kindness in thinking creates profoundness. Kindness in giving creates love. And that's what we do when we give feedback for improvement and challenge our clients, right? It's kindness that is giving and that creates love. And I'd like also, Marine, to say that uh, Lao Tzu, Chinese philosopher from a few thousand years ago, said so very wisely, being deeply loved by someone gives you strength, while loving someone deeply gives you courage. And that's so essential to us coaches, right? We deeply love our clients, and that gives them strength. Um, and that love we have for them, because it's true, true love, that gives us courage. Uh, and then the coaching game is all set up. You giving love and strength to your client as a coach, and your client giving you courage. Mm. Lovely. And any more advice for coaches, Jean-Francois, to find the courage to challenge a client and to give feedback for improvement? Well, Marilyn, thanks for the question. I'd say very simple things. First, work with a mentor or a colleague to train yourself to build up the courage uh, to challenge a client and give feedback for improvement. And I'd say it's another Chinese proverb, actually. The more you sweat in practice, the less you bleed in battle. And that will make you a better and a better and a better coach. And with that, I'd like to thank you, listener, for your time today and your attention. And I'd like to wish you the very best. And thanks so much, Marilyn, 
for kindly interviewing me today. Best wishes to you and to you, the listener. Bye for now. <laughs>